Amen. I mean, if you've got your word today, why don't we, we're going to look at John chapter 20 and, and uh, the great thing about modern technology is you don't need a physical book. You can pick it up on iPad. You can even pick it up on the screen. You can pick it up any old house. So John chapter 20, we're going to pick it up from verse 1. And I love how um, Pastor Oral started the service actually mentioning that. And I just love how the Holy Spirit works in people. But let's have a look at the John chapter 20 from verse 1, and it goes like this. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early. Someone say early. While it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and said to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, which is, I find really interesting because this is actually the book of John we're reading out of. And if you did not know, the, the one that Jesus loved was actually John. I love our fact that he just threw that in there. So 2,000 years ago, we can read that and actually know that this is the one that Jesus loved. Now, where are we? Oh, my goodness. Jesus love. Here we go. We'll get there. Uh, okay, here we go. Then she, then she ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciple who Jesus loved. And said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb. And we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and where and we're going to the tomb. So they both ran together. The other disciple and outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And stooping down, looking in, saw the linen lying there, yet did not go in. And then Simon, Peter came in following after him and went into the tomb and saw that the linen clothes were lying there. And the handkerchief that was around his head was not lying with the other clothes. Just remember that thought for a moment. Was not lying with the other clothes, but folded together in a place all by itself. You've got to understand, so when you read the word of God, no word in the Bible is wasted. Come on, can I hear an amen today? No word, no piece of text, no character in the Bible is wasted. When something is written in the Bible, can I encourage us today that we pay close attention because generally there is something that the Holy Spirit wants us to know. Can I hear an amen to that? Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and saw and believed. Verse 9, for as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Verse 10, then the disciples went away again in the, to their own homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping and, was, and wept, and she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels that were sitting in white, one at the head, and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus was laid. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? 
Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be a gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Then Jesus said to her, come on, this is just so lovely. Then Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned to him and said, Rabuni, which means to say, teacher. In this moment, we see Mary, this wonderful, wonderful woman. In his first few verses of Scripture, was the first few hours of the day of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As we follow the words written in the Gospel of John, we see a fellow, we see the human side of a person named Mary of Magdalene. This lady was someone who followed Jesus with a soft heart, who was impacted by Jesus. Mary was a woman in Luke 7 who, was, who washed the feet of Jesus. This woman was a woman whose life had been impacted by the ministry of Jesus Christ and that her life had turned around. Mary of Magdalene was, was there at first hand to witness the crucifixion on a Roman cross and was the first person to witness the empty tomb and talk with Jesus even without realising it. In a way, Mary's life is an example for us what happens when we allow Jesus to come into our hearts and into our lives and how Jesus resurrects every part of our lives that, and to make sure it lines up with God just the way that God intended it. And let me ask you this morning, are you grateful that when you said yes to Jesus Christ, He changed things in your life? Come on now. Are you so grateful and so thankful that when you said yes to Him and that you said that prayer after a service or maybe you maybe did a Google and you just you said the prayer asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart or maybe, maybe in your bedroom you said yes to Him, that He came into your life and He changed you and resurrected things? Because that's what happens when you get saved. When you come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, there's something of a light that lights up in your heart and in your life and gives you purpose and gives you a calling to do everything that God's called you to do. There are some people in this house today and online and that you need to realise that your best life is not found in the way your eyes see fit, but your best life is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Your best life is not found in how you see things but it's found in the person of Jesus Christ who, who, was, who died and was resurrected thousands of years ago. You need to know that the power of the resurrection is available to you today in Jesus' name. But what does the term resurrection actually mean? The term resurrection means this, the act or fact of bringing someone back to life or bring something back to use from existence. This is exactly what happens when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. You, and you ask God and you come and you ask God to forgive you of your sins. When you have sin active in your life, you are dead. But Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me encourage you today with this, that the resurrection is not a, 
a one-time event. That asking God for forgiveness is not a one-time event. Always come to God and, and say to God, God, forgive me of my sins. God, forgive me of the things that have displeased you. Forgive me of the things that have dishonoured you for the things that I've looked, the things I've engaged in, the conversations that I've had that do not give you glory and honour that you so rightly deserve. Because when you come to God and you say, God, forgive me, what you're actually doing is making a way for God to move into your life and clear up the, you know, the, the communication between you and God and allow the resurrection power to be activated in your life. Could it be this morning that you can hear about the resurrection power of Christ but actually not feel the resurrection power of Christ active in your life? And the reason for that is because maybe there is some undealt sin in our life. We need to come to God and say, God, forgive me for why I have wronged you and I've done things that have displeased you. Exactly what you needed to hear on a Sunday morning. Amen. But who knows that our God is interested and loves it when we come to him and say, God, I need to get it right with you. Come on. Because God wants to touch your life and, and see the resurrection power that was done thousands of years ago, not be just a one-time event in history that you can read in John chapter 19, but rather you, you can experience in 2023 in your home, in your family, in your workplace, in your dreams, everything that God's got for you, you can see it happen in Jesus' name. I am moved by the adoration that Mary had for Jesus, that she was the first one to the tomb was the first one to be concerned about where he was. When I think of this lady, I see someone who loved the Lord. Let me encourage you, let this, be, let this lady be an example of how we need to run after the Lord. Can I ask you, are you concerned about what God's concerned about? Are you, do you, are you a person that puts God first in everything that you do in your life? Or is God just left at the scraps of your day and the leftover bits of your time? Can I encourage you today? Maybe, just maybe, this, how, we see how Mary was the first one at the tomb. This shows that above all else, above everything that was happening in her life, her priority was Jesus Christ. And let me encourage you today, this Easter, you know, maybe in your family life, maybe in your business life, maybe in your personal life, Jesus Christ is not the first place. Can I encourage you, make a decision to turn that around and say, Jesus, I am going to put you first and foremost in front and centre of my life. I think sometimes, you know, we, we like the idea of, be, of Jesus being first, but sometimes we let other things get in the way. Come on. I'm just going to get real here this morning because I know that's, that's, that's me sometimes too. This, I'm preaching to myself this morning. Can I encourage you? Hey, put Jesus Christ first place. Put him first place in your life. Put him first place in your life. Such was the concern for the Lord that she told the others to come to the tomb. And the Bible says that Peter and the apostle who, who Jesus loved, which was John, by the way, saw the miracle of the resurrection of an empty tomb at first hand because of the witness of this lady. Let me ask you this morning, what is your witness? What is your witness? Are you someone that shares the good news with people? 
I'm not talking about being freaky. I'm talking about just being normal and say, hey, I just want to share with you what Jesus has done for me. I just want to share with you how God has changed my life. And I just absolutely love how Ben in the offering message, you know, gave that, gave that Psalm 34. And I just love how he, he was boasting in the Lord. Let me encourage you today. Let your witness, let your boasting be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let your boasting be, hey, I just want to tell you how good my God has been to me. Because let me tell you, is that people can't argue when, when they see the blessing of God upon your life. Could it be today? People are looking to see, people can hear about Jesus, but it's a whole nother ball game where they can see Jesus active and working in our lives. I think many of us have many great stories to tell other people about the goodness of God. Can I encourage you today? Be a person that witnesses to people and brings people to the Lord. Can I hear an amen today? We see that the handkerchief around Jesus' head was not in a pile like all the other clothes, but rather look at this. It was folded neatly. Why is that important? You might be thinking, is that actually important? Absolutely it is. It is important because it's a reminder that Jesus' resurrection was also that we may receive healing in our minds. Come on, hear me this morning. That this is important because this is a reminder that Jesus' resurrection was also that we may receive healing in our minds. How good is our God that he's not just concerned about our other parts of our body being healed, but he's also concerned about our minds being healed and set free in Jesus' name. The resurrection of Jesus does something and needs to do something for us personally. This is seen by the way Mary's heart was broken towards the Lord being taken away. I mean, how loving is our Lord that that as she turned around thinking that the person was a gardener, he turned around, called out her name to this broken-hearted woman. And all of a sudden, she recognized God. Can I encourage you today? Get to a place where you come before the Lord and say, God, I open up my heart to you. Some of us today, you know what? You, you, might, be, you might be a person that doesn't normally come to church. And maybe sometimes it can be hard to hear a preacher coming off the pulpit saying, hey, God wants to touch your life and he wants to heal you, he wants to do things in your life. But can I just encourage you with this thought? If you're a person here today online in the room that maybe this is you don't normally come to church and you're wondering if God is real, come before God with a broken heart and say, God, I open up my heart to you. God, I just stop everything that is happening in my world. I turn off my thoughts. I turn off every other desires. And I say, God, open up my heart and show yourself to me. That's what, when Mary, in a broken state, was talking to this gardener without realizing that it was Jesus she was talking to. I believed today that, that Jesus wants to reveal himself to, to us today. That even as we go into our families, go back to our homes, go back to our workplaces, go back to our businesses, that, that Jesus wants to reveal himself to us in a way that we have never, ever seen before. So what does the resurrection mean for us? today. 
Well, the first thing it does, it reminds us the resurrection is proof that Jesus is the Son of God. Come on, can I hear an amen? This act validates deity, also validates the Old Testament scriptures and that foretold that Jesus' suffering and resurrection and also authenticates his own claims that he would be raised on the third day. Without Christ's resurrection, there would be no salvation, no healing, no eternal life. Paul, the apostle, said without the resurrection, our faith is useless and the gospel is powerless and our sins would remain unforgiven. This is found in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 14. The next thing the power of the resurrection does for us is Jesus' resurrection means that the sacrificial death on the cross was sufficient and therefore our sins can be forgiven. Are you so grateful that our sins are forgiven this morning? 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Without the death and resurrection of Christ before God, we would not be righteous. In other words, we would not be in right standing with God. And that would be a real problem because sin can't be where a holy God is. As the Apostle Paul mentioned in Corinthians, he became sin died so that we might be in right standing. Can I ask you, to, aren't you so grateful for that? Jesus' resurrection means that death was defeated once and for all. Acts 2, 24 says this, whom God raised up, having loosed their pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. It's a reminder that Jesus, and if I could have the band join me, that would be amazing. It is, is a reminder that Jesus not only defeated death for himself, but did it for us also. The power of death has been broken that we may have an opportunity through receiving Jesus Christ into our lives, that we may walk in a newness of life. The empty tomb assures us that sickness and suffering, death and disease will not have the final word. Come on, listen carefully today. The word from the doctor does not have the final word. Your circumstance does not have the final word. Popular opinion does not have the final word. But Jesus Christ has the final word.